Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where it is still October, so we're still watching horror movies? Yep, we're on a roll now, folks. You cannot stop us. They're very scary. Yeah. I mean, not this one. But monsters. But monsters and Wes Craven. Yes, we, we're on a Wes Craven kick currently. Mm-hmm. We started with werewolves and Wes mm-hmm. Craven, and we've moved on to vampires and Wes Craven. Yes. We've also traveled back in time, I believe. This is an older movie. I don't remember anymore. I feel like yes, Cursed probably, was like 2005. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. Yep, yep. This one, this one actually is very convenient. It has the year it was made in the title. Now you can't get mad at me. That's true. You're sort of off the hook. We watched Dracula 2000, Amber. Oh, thank goodness they let us know. From the year 2000. That it was from the year 2000. Because it wasn't nearly dated enough in its content. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So important for them to date it just in the title. Yeah. All right. Yes, Amber. Dracula 2000, Megan. Yes. Let's see what IMDb, Metacritic, and Amazon, not necessarily in that order had to say about this seminal movie. Let's start here. Dracula, freed at last from a century in confinement, finds himself in a 21st century of chaos and temptation. Oh my. Okay, Mm. that's that's very evocative, that one. It is. It's very evocative. I like that. Chaos and temptation. I don't don't know if I saw the case. Well, I guess it was Mardi Gras, so maybe that's... Yeah, it's kind of in, in... temptation and chaos in and of itself but yeah okay okay moving on when a team of techno savvy thieves break into a high security vault they don't discover priceless works of art dot 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 they find a crypt unopened for a hundred years exclamation point (laughs) okay suddenly the ancient terror of dracula is unleashed and his first destination is america and the exotic city of new orleans okay just want to draw your attention to the first part of it, where it said a techno-savvy thieves. Yeah, uh, I mean, they did break into that computer. Yeah, but but tech, techno-savvy. Oh, tech. <laughs> Just, I'm going to hit that, oh, yeah, really, okay. techno-savvy yeah, yeah. thieves. Yeah. You, also... you know what techno is, right? I don't think the person who wrote this review knows what techno yeah, is, but yeah, you're yeah. familiar with techno. Yeah, they were definitely like bumping those beats as they uh, rubbed that shit. Yep. It's just the whole time. That's great. Just waiting for the beat to drop. All right, third and final. A group of thieves breaks into a chamber, expecting to find paintings, but instead they release the Count himself, who travels to New Orleans to find his nemesis's daughter, Mary Van Helsing. Oh, wow. Did they suspect, did they think they were going to get paintings? Is that what they thought? You know, I don't think we know what they thought. I think that this is really putting a lot in the assumption. They didn't know what they were going to find. They didn't know anything. I don't... I can't be any clearer that when this group of techno-savvy thieves <laughs> broke <laughs> in yeah. to this place, they yeah. very clearly have no fucking clue what's in there because they're often saying, where's all the good shit? And the person who set up the job is like, hey, if it's, I'm sorry, what was the actual thing that she said? If it's worth locking, it's worth taking? Yeah, I believe that's right. So he has like a bunch of security. So she's like, well, he must have valuable shit. At no point did she confirm that he had valuable shit. No. Nope. So. Yeah. I think think paintings were among the things that they would have been happy to find other than a coffin with a corpse in it and death. Right. Right. Just saying. Sorry. We've, we've, We've digressed. Okay. So we've got thieves painting... Nemesis's daughter was the last one. That was preceded by Techno Savvy. Ellipses, a hundred years and the exotic city of New Orleans. Uh huh. And the first one was he was freed from a century of confinement and finds himself in chaos and temptation. Oh my. The middle one can only be Amazon. Yeah, it was kind of obvious this time. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's Amazon's uh, little, that's little sweet, handwriting all over that one. Sweet stank and the techno savvy, <laughs> the ellipses and the exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going with 
with Metacritic being the poetic one at the beginning, and then IMDb being the last one. Woohoo! I did it for three. What? Oh my goodness, that was amazing! Wow. I am so impressed. That was fantastic. You are, I guess we can retire this game since you beat it. Yeah, yeah. A podcast entirely. Actually, yeah, we're done with the podcast, guys. Uh, yeah. You uh, heard it. lovely. Perfection. Flawless victory, Ember. We have achieved the podcast in its final form, and we are no longer required to continue with it. In fact, I think all podcasts are done now. We should let everyone know. All right. Yeah, I'll send some letters. Thank you, Megan. You're welcome. But would you like to do? I I don't know that I have anything more to add except that, um, you know, there's some there's some delightful cast members in this. Mm. Um, we've got um, <laughs> got Johnny Lee Miller who plays Simon, who cannot hold on to a gun for anything. He drops that gun I don't know four times. He and gets hit with it at least twice. He doesn't. Well, I mean, he it gets smashed. It gets slapped out of his hand. Sure. Half a dozen yes. times. I mean, it's not like he's yeah. just fumbling butterfingers. Like he's he's getting actively yes. attacked by vampires. And it is the first night he has ever held that gun. Yeah. Oh, I forgot we I forgot we called them vampires. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> this is Yay. our second vampire movie. Yay, vampires. And I refuse to retire. The No, why would you? The bon it's beautiful uh-huh. <laughs> vampire. Vampire. Uh yeah, um we've got um Gerard Butler as uh Dracul. Dracul um Yeah, he is uh he is I could not recognize him at first. I'm I'm used to the kinda older, more rugged Gerard Butler face. This and is this is two thousands. This is two thousands. This is like first starring role in a movie kind of baby faced, mm-hmm. shoulder length, curly quaff. Yeah. Dripping with corpse sensuality. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Johnny Lee Miller was a special surprise. I did not tell you he was in this movie. Yes, it was delightful. uh, He's essentially, he's sort of a Harker character. He's he's friends with Van Helsing. Right. And uh, played by Christopher Plummer. Yes, Christopher Plummer is our our Van Mm -hmm. Helsing. Very, uh, well, he was in this movie. He certainly was in this movie. That gravitas in this movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Justine Waddell plays Mary. Jennifer uh, Esposito plays uh, Selena. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Jerry Ryan plays, um, I don't know the name of the character, but... Valerie Sharp. Valerie Sharp, the news reporter. The newscaster. And Mm -hmm. then Vitamin C. Yes, that's right. A pop star. Uh, plays mm-hmm. plays Lucy, Mary's roommate. And so Justine Waddell's Mary is Mary Van Helsing, the daughter right. of Abraham Van Helsing. And uh, Lucy is her roommate. And so Jennifer Esposito, Lucy, and um, Jerry Ryan wind up playing sort of Dracula's Three Brides in this movie. And then yeah. you have a team of the, the techno-savvy thieves. The techno-s, yes. Uh, are Omar Epps, Danny Masterson, and Sean Patrick Thomas. Largely, those are the ones you see the most. Other than Jennifer Esposito is also one of the techno-savvy thieves. Right. And um, they're the ones who survive and or vampire long enough to have a few lines and presence. Sean Patrick Thomas plays Trick. He's of Save the Last Dance fame. Yes. Danny Masterson plays Nightshade. Oh, these names, Amber. Nightshade. They yeah. call him Shade. I mm-hmm. think his sole purpose in having that name and the asset, like he he already looks like a vampire when he shows up for the techno savvy heist, so. instance. and so he has this like floor length duster, and it, it, basically his character existed so that as soon as Gerard Butler was resurrected as Dracula in the twenty first century, he could have the the equivalent of a cape, right, in this yes. duster that he pulls off his the, the corpse. Yeah, exactly. He needs to he needs to accessorize right away, Ember. And mm. Danny Masterson gave him that. Excuse me, Nightshade gave him that. Indeed. And we have one more mm-hmm. very important character. Yes, one that that uh, was a delight, who appeared as Father David. It was Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion's in this movie. Yeah. Again, this is like two years before uh, Firefly, so. 
still unknown to even a, a baby Amber at this time. I knew who he was because he was also at the same time in Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place, which was a sitcom starring Ryan Reynolds and Nathan Fillion. But like he wasn't he wasn't Firefly Nathan Fillion. He wasn't, you know, geek con beloved icon Nathan Fillion. He was just, oh, that guy from Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place playing a priest who is super forgettable. I would not remember he was in this movie because the character is nothing. Right. Doesn't even show up a third time. No, just the twice. Just the twice. The faux pas, really. Yes. So this movie essentially has it that Van Helsing, played by Christopher Plummer, runs an antiquity shop. Yeah. Where Johnny Lee Miller, Simon, is his assistant. Mm Mm-hmm. Jennifer Esposito is posing, she works there, and she's casing the place, and then the heist happens, and they're looking for valuables, or paintings, I guess. They're looking for anything worth anything. Anything. And they find Dracul. They find garbage and Dra- Dracul. And, and the, as they're going through this high-tech vault and finding just skulls with fangs in them, crosses, mm-hmm. weird furniture, they're like, what the fuck, Selena? Where are yeah. the valuables? And she's like, keep looking. You don't lock it unless you love it or whatever. It's, it's, there has to be valuables in here somewhere. Yeah. And Omar Epps is her boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, what she said. And then they make it to the end and there's just a fucking coffin. Yep, there's just a coffin. They open a door with a big old cross on it. And there's just a silver coffin that has crosses all over it, which we <laughs> which we learn later. Um Dracula isn't scared of of you know Christian Jesusy things. He just hates. Them. He just hates Christian. He <laughs> hates God and all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So this, so it's a big fuck you that Christopher Plummer put that all over the place. It's just a big fuck you, like fuck you, eat this cross. So the conceit is that Van Helsing in the eighteen hundreds managed to trap Dracula. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't figure out a way to kill him, so he just imprisoned him and then made a vow that he wouldn't die until he killed Dracula. So he puts leeches on the corpse and then injects himself with Dracula's blood to stay alive. Yep. So when the thieves break in and get this thing, it, it, it sets Dracula loose on a world that, that oh, that also Van Helsing is apparently has also eradicated vampires. Right, which is very impressive given how quickly vampires spread in this world. Yeah, he did a really good job. Mm -hmm. Very impressive, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Way to go, Van Helsing. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what happens. Uh, Essentially, he was captured. Thieves break out, break him out, uh, get murdered. He turns them into vampires. And then he goes after Mary Van Helsing, Abraham Van Helsing's daughter, because Megan... Mm -hmm. Van Helsing was juicing when he conceived her with Dracula's blood. Yep. So now Dracula is, like, fascinated by and also psychically connected to her, and she, like, constantly dreams about him. Yeah, exactly. And also she's estranged from him because her mother was super Catholic and suspected something was up. Yeah, her mom found out, like, what a, what a... What a day that must have been. Her, her mom found out that her husband is over 200 years old and uh, definitely keeps not just a vampire, but like the biggest of all and only vampire in a vault downstairs. Oh, by the way, he also juices vampire blood because he wants to live forever. But because so, it's his solemn duty to do so. It's, he's, of course. He's, he's not he's, juicing for him, Megan. No, he's, he's juicing for the world. He's juicing for justice. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it was alliterative, so I went with it. It was. That makes it better, for sure. Yeah. So she, like, ran off with her daughter because she's like, fuck this shit. Which, I'm you out. know what? Fair. Get out. This is mm-hmm. bonkers. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so that gives us an excuse to have all of this happen in New Orleans during a Mardi Gras. Of course. Yep. All right, Megan. Yes, Amber. What did the critics think of this Wes Craven Presents gem? Yeah, I mean, 
right around at least at least uh Rotten Tomatoes is is just I think slightly higher than Cursed. It's a 17 for the critics Ooh. and a 39 for the audience. Metacritic is lower than Cursed. 26 for the critics. And again, I don't know what's wrong with the users. It's at 87. Whoa. I think that's, for these that's two not... movies, it's broken. I wonder if, like, is there, are there, are there big just Wes Craven fans who, like, maybe bump up his score on specifically Metacritic? Yeah, maybe they just uh, activate for Wes Craven movies on Metacritic. I don't know, dude. And this isn't even, like, this is just a produced by Wes Craven. Right presents yes i don't these there is not a single green review every single one of these is scored 50 and lower there's a zero interesting from the new york times Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are also not many of them yeah i think a lot there are 14 total i don't think anybody really wanted to watch this one and then after they did they weren't happy that they had to but a, a lot of vampire puns are in these blurbs but of course Let's hear some. I would be delighted. Joe Layden of Variety. Overall, though, the slapdash pick appears to be the work of folks who made things up as they went along. You might say they were, well, vamping. Dracula 2000 is a stake in the heart. Cody Clark, Mr. Showbiz. Do you want a third one? Yes, please. This one just makes no sense. Okay. Good old Maitland, Maitland McDonough of TV Guide, one of our favorites. In the end, it's the same old blood pudding. I don't really know what that was meant. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here we go. From Rolling Stone, Peter Travers. Dracula may stay undead in the new millennium, but there's not a sign of life. Oh, that bloodless acting in this sorry mess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, people didn't particularly... Yeah, people didn't... They thought Gerard Butler was a bit too um, cheesy. I thought you were going to um, say sensual. Well, I mean, that's what he's trying to do. Um, although there were a couple people who said that, like, uh, Butler's Dracula is allowed to strut his stuff is when the movie's good. Um, some swa- suave charisma by Gerard Butler. Um, you know, he was he was he was living it up as as like a sometimes bare chested, um, you know, trench coat vamp. So he was doing something. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people were not excited about the acting. Yeah, most people still like Johnny Lee Miller, though. Johnny Lee Miller um, is the 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 light of this movie, and he says some of the funniest lines. Oh, for sure. he's got he's got the best lines, and he delivers them perfectly because he's yes. Johnny Lee Miller. Mm-hmm. He he hits them pitch perfectly. They get I laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. There was there were a few a belly laugh for Johnny yes. Lee Miller. Uh, yeah. they are not wrong. They're not wrong. No, no. Tis a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyable, but bad. It It is enjoyable. There are definitely, as we said, funny moments. There are some relatively decent kind of sort of jump scares. Yeah, I, I think I got a little surprised a few times. Yeah, and you know. I knew it was coming, but still was, but the, still you was, know, yeah. they did a good job of surprising uh they tried to get clever with the dracula story they tried yeah they definitely tried they they tried mm-hmm. and there were some i'm trying to think of another thing something let me hold on was what there there had to have been something else that was interesting nathan fillion was in it and yeah there you go you got it all Actually, no. It made me think some funny things. I guess that, what mm. what this movie did for me was make me think some funny things about vampires and Dracula in general. Yeah, you know, it it inspired your imagination. It inspired my imagination, Megan. So That's lovely. Let us frolic through the garden of Dracula mm-hmm. two thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, critics. You. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. yeah. yeah. But come on. Argue, we but- all knew. But it is also like it's it's fun dumb. I agree. I feel like it's it's yeah. flashy fun dumb. It's not it is not a painful to watch movie. You know no. it's 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 not a good movie. It's not a good story. It's not clever. It's it's not even well put together. But 
It, it doesn't drag. It no. It hops right along. It does. It passes that- the time in an enjoyable fashion. Yeah. It's more than one woman in it. They're people of color. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're all vampers. They're all vampers and sex objects. But, you know, most people in this movie are, I suppose. Hmm. That is a fair point, Megan. Yeah. Equity. <laughs> Equity, indeed. Amber, we start Dracula 2000 right where we should, which is in <laughs> on a pirate ship. <laughs> like the... I don't remember, 1800s? Something like that. It's like 1847 or some shit. There's a ship called the Demeter. Yeah. Gosh, that went, that was nothing. That that whole that beginning amazing. scene. was amazing. Was absolutely irrelevant to anything. Okay, question. Yes, please. Beginning of Kiss of the Dragon. Bunnies eating another bunny at an airport. Which opening is more ridiculous? It's got to be the bunnies, because at least the, the the beginning of this movie, we assume Dracula was on that boat. The bunnies had nothing to do with anything, even a little bit. Very true. Okay, so that puts it in perspective a little bit. And I would say that the sole purpose of this scene was to establish a reason for Dracula to tie a corpse to the yoke of a plane. While it was flying. Yes, and that's weird. That's weird, right? The whole yeah. because that also didn't need to exist. The beginning of this oh. movie shows a ship at sea, mm-hmm. and then there's like a flash, and everybody on the ship is dead. Yep. And there are rats crawling on them. And then you see mm-hmm. the guy who was navigating the ship is just lashed to the steering wheel, but dead. Mm-hmm. And then the ship seems to have gone aground. And then it shows uh, paw prints in the sand that then become people feet. Yep. And then we're in a city, like London, I guess. And you just see a dude in a cape walking very slowly at so night. Slowly. And that's yeah. the beginning of the movie. Yep. And then we're immediately in the year 2000 in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For reasons. For reasons. And it flashes back when Van Helsing is explaining to Simon uh, that he is Van Helsing and that he captured Mm -hmm. Dracula. So it shows him capturing Dracula and he's in the London streets. But I didn't need to see the boat. And and then again, when the plane crashes, so like when the heist crew takes the coffin, they can't get it open. So they put it on a plane and try to get it open. Because this very good heist crew has their own private jet that they're going to fly around on, even though they can't fucking steal anything from this guy who clearly has a lot of money. So much money. We will talk about the heist, but because there's so, so much. But when they all get murdered, once the mm-hmm. coffin gets opened. Inevitable. It just, the plane then crashes. In, it makes it to New Orleans, which yep. is his destination because he's trying to get to Mary. I guess by him lashing the pilot's corpse to the yoke again. How does that yes. still... I mean, I guess he's using the same trick he used with the boat. Yeah. But it shouldn't work. No. How did it work? I mean, it. I mean, they did crash, but yeah, it, they still get to know... I don't know, Amber. I don't know. I'm just now realizing that it, it actually... The lashing worked. He got where he wanted to go. Yeah. I mean, they could have just had the attack happen like when they were landing or something. But why would they be going? To- I don't know. I don't know, Amber. Try not to think too much about it. It, it hurts your head. I hurt the- my brain. My brain yeah. space. Amber, that that doomed flight ended up in the bayou. The doomed... Sorry, it was a swamp of death. A <laughs> swamp of death. With five doomed souls aboard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's top-notch reporting by uh, Jerry Ryan. It was. It was fantastic. It was so poetic and evocative. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, reporters show up at the scene of this plane crash to report on it, which lets Van Helsing know where to go to start eliminating newly risen vampers. And yes. also gives Dracula a chance to wake up in the swamp and snack on Jerry Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. My goodness. Okay, so mm-hmm. the heist, Megan. 
Oh, the heist, Amber. Yeah. The deadly heist. The doomed heist of death. Uh, yeah, I mean, these these techno unse unse um, uh, uh, heist folks are, they, they like, they dress up as a bobby, they come in, they, they, <laughs> was it a Homer Epps that like, yes, throws mm-hmm. a, a glass ball full of knockout something? powder, knockout powder, sand, something at one of the guards' S- face. Sand. No, I'm sorry. Sand. You think he threw a sphere of sand at the guard's face I'm and that made him it, go sleepy times. I'm just saying that's what it looked like. I, 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 it must have had something. It was, it was, you know, the Sandman, Amber, who makes you go sleepy times. So he got some sand from the Sandman. Yeah, he got some sand from the Sandman. Put it in a glass sphere so that he could go, wham, in a, in a security guard's face so that he would get knocked out. He would go nighty-night. I'm yeah, so sorry I questioned you. It was legitimately sand. It is, it is much like some sort of wily e. Coyote uh, Acme purchase of like... amazing. Yeah. One of them just has a taser and yep. tases one of the guards. But for mm-hmm. some reason, we go with glass sphere of sleepy sand to the I, other it was, it, The only use of it, it wasn't explained. It was slick yeah. as hell. I mean, it was cool. It was slick as hell. It was great. Hey, hey, that's what you get when you get techno savvy heisters. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think even one of them said "good throw" or something like that. Nice shot. Yeah, After, no, that they, they were yeah. very pleased with Omar Epps's aim. Yeah, with the. Yeah, I bet there was a, a debate before the heist where you know Omar Epps was like, "Ah, I'm going to try out my new sleepy sleepy sphere, sleepy sand." Yeah, sleepy sand like, sphere. Oh man, just use the taser. Come on, just use the taser, bro. Why can't you just use the taser? Why do you always have to try out your new gadgets? It's it's but really I, inconvenient. It is not the time to beta test the sleepy sphere. But I just got it from Acme, just oh, in time. Fine. One shot. I'll I'll use the taser as a backup. Fine. Okay. Fine. I've been practicing my 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 face shots. I already said fine. I, why are we still talking about this? Use your fucking sleepy sphere. God damn it! I'm so I'm so tired of your Acme ordering, your late night Acme ordering. You have a problem and we're going to talk about it after the heist, which is going to be a massive success because you don't have that much security unless you just have a shit ton of stuff that none of us have seen or verified exists, despite the fact that we have an inside person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. How do they have a plane if they're this bad at things? I don't know. It, 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 it's... And, and every step along the way, they are convinced that there must be money there somewhere to the point where they went, okay. When they're okay, they go down there. A there's like Van Helsing has, has appointed this um, like creepy ass cavern vault with uh, vampire skulls all along, like vampires with like different types of teeth. Some are like, their two front teeth are the the fangs, and some of them are the the Nosferatu classic. Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so they get down to like the vault vault where there's an extra lock and and the big old cross on it, and they get in and there's just a coffin, and they're like, and some of the people are like, "Fuck this shit! Like, there's nothing here. There's mm-hmm. nothing here. We've got some candlesticks and a coffin. We're going," and they like. It insist uh was it mostly it was mostly omar epps and and uh jennifer yep so selena and marcus who are the couple and selena was the inside person and omar epps is marcus is the leader selena is like no there's stuff here keep going keep going keep going and marcus is a little dubious he's pretty pissed but she she convinces him and they get to the coffin and then he drinks the kool-aid and his reasoning is wackadoodoo it He's like, no, no, guys, of course it's a coffin, because all of the stuff beforehand was just pageantry to scare us off. So clearly, there's great treasure in this coffin. Yeah. And then they push the coffin off the the, the, the thingy that it's on, and two of two, the traps are sprung, and two of the heist people... The narrated we got their names are are impaled in different ways. Immediately impaled. One guy gets spiked where the coffin was and the door 
also becomes spiked and a guy was standing in it and they both die instantly. And Megan, you made an excellent point. Van Helsing is trying to keep Dracula under wraps. Once, once we get a peek inside this coffin, which has no, no latch, it takes them a while to figure out how to open it. There's no obvious latch in this silver box. Mm-hmm. You have a corpse that has like a, a metal mask on its face and it's manacled. Like he has a whole setup, got to keep him under wraps, can't get him, get him rising up, making more vampers, mm-hmm. whatever. Also, he's covered in leeches because that's how he gets his juicing. Yep. So if you're trying to keep Dracula from rising, biggest priority no blood. No blood. You can't, you can't, uh, like, he's, he's, he seems to be in some sort of comatose state. The only thing that could help, like, bring him out of that would be blood. It's the only thing, Amber. And what do these traps do, Megan? Jesus Christ. They, 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 like, fling blood everywhere. Every, they're stabby, flingy traps. Yeah. They're, they're almost perfectly designed to make sure that if somebody gets caught in this room, they're going to splash blood all over this coffin. Come on. And and I defended it by saying, well, how are you going to do this bloodlessly? And then immediately was like, oh, electrify the thing. Yeah, electrify shit. You can't, at least blood's not going everywhere. Poison or gas. Come on. Turn the room into like an oven, you know, trip the wire and suddenly everybody gets flambéed. No blood. Nobody walks away with a coffin. Just crispiness. Yeah, exactly. I can't even with these traps. It, I get it. If he was working in the 18 and 1900s to do this, fine. But yeah. he has had time to update and he failed to do so. He brought this on himself. Yeah, I feel like he just updated like the mouth of the vault and he never updated anything inside the vault, which is, that's just a rookie mistake. You hate yeah. to see it. You hate to see it. So cocky. After these two people die, most of the team is freaking out. Nightshade and Trick are just no. Our bros are dead. We got to get the fuck out of here. They blow a wall because obviously the entrance is now covered in spikes and one of their friends. Mm -hmm. So they have explosives and they blow a wall and they start to leave. And then Marcus and Selene are like, where the fuck are you going? Grab an end of this coffin. And the looks on Nightshade and Trick's faces are amazing when they turn around. The fuck did you just say to me? Grab (laughs) the fucking coffin? Our friends are dead. There's no shit in here but crazy fucking traps. Grab the coffin. Yeah. Ridiculous. And then Selena pulls a gun on them. Pulls a gun on them. She was convinced they couldn't leave without that coffin. She's trapped in a sunk cost fallacy at this point. Yeah. You know, she's put yeah, all this absolutely. work into it. We've got some corpses. What? What? We, we need to come away with something. We're leaving mm-hmm. with this coffin. Yeah. Allegedly, the coffin is all silver. And so I suppose they could have melted that down at some point. Sure, that, that's not worth nothing. Well, they wind up well, crashing into the water. Yeah, those five doomed souls in that After getting death swamp. very murdered yeah, before they super, crash. Right, super duper murdered before they crash. And, and um, Dracul goes from, like, a emaciated, like corpsey guy to gerard butler very quickly oh (laughs) yeah he just needed a sip or two and he's uh he's back man he munches on shade first Mm -hmm. shade shade manages to get the coffin open spends a while investigating the juicy juicy corpse sniffs it and it smells bad yep and is like poking it around he's like oh i found a cross with rubies Ah, i've got a leech on my eyelid Oh, that was upsetting, yeah. Like, he spends long enough with the body that you sort of, like, it's going to sit up and grab him at some point. And it, but it's long enough that when it does actually happen, you're like, oh, oh, there it goes. Oh, there so it goes. goes. Oh, yeah, 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 no, that, that, was, oh. uh, that was a jump scare, yeah, for sure. I knew it was coming, but oh my, it came then. You got that. him. Yeah. He screams. He, he also spent a long time with that open-ass uh, coffin without telling anybody he'd finally gotten it open. You would think... He would be furious yeah. once he did get it open because Selena held a gun on him and insisted, we're leaving with this coffin. There's got to be good stuff in there. He opens it up. It's a stanky corpse. Right. I would think he would be furious, run up to the front of the plane and be like, I hate you. I hate yeah, you. I, Go look at what we brought home. Okay. I it's not even worth so. the fuel we're spending to fly home. Yep. Yeah. But instead he uh, lingers with that corpse, gets et. Trick comes yep. to check on him. He gets et. 
Yeah. And then it just takes those two, and uh, suddenly you have a bare-chested Dracul wearing wearing nightshades trench cloak. At this point is when um, uh, Dracula starts to do his uh, his uh, uh, sexy enthralling of women thing. So oh, geez. all the all the women just come to him, Amber. So. I didn't have the thought at this moment. Actually, the thought I had at this moment is that Dracula is OP. Because Mm -hmm. one, bullets don't work on him. Right. Two, he immediately revivifies after 200 years just on snacking on two dudes. I don't even think he he fully juices them. No. And then Marcus gets a shot off on the plane accidentally, which lets some sunlight in and like Mm -hmm. burns, burns Dracula. He's like, oh, okay, great. Like, I'll just stay on the other side of the sun. So then Dracula closes his eyes for a second, calls up a fucking storm. Yeah. And blots out the sun. I'm like, oh, Dracula's just fucking OP. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that seems a little unfair so early. Like, you'd think he'd build to some sort of powers. But no, no, he he starts out with, like, fucking controlling the weather. So. Come on. Bulletproof control. Fine. And yes, so Lena, he, he basically walks in, walks in the cockpit holds out his hand and she's like oh 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 yes i i do think i will take your hand yeah oh i'm into this Mm -hmm. and this happens repeatedly yeah it's a bummer to the point where so like jerry ryan sees her cameraman brutalized and still by 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 nothing because she's watching the footage of it yes she's watching and of course dracula doesn't show up on camera so he right. rips open the door to the van where she's hiding and then holds out his hand. Mm-hmm. And she puts her hand in his and says, oh, oh, yes. No, I, I do think I do think I want to go where you lead. And then he winds up with Lucy, Mary's roommate. Mm-hmm. But in order to get to Lucy, he walks through a virgin. Oh, my God. So a ridiculous amount of this movie takes place in a virgin record store. Yes, it does. Yeah, where Lucy absolutely. and Mary work in New Orleans. And I guess when he sees Mary in a vision, he sees that she's in a virgin, so he goes looking for her there, finds Lucy instead, and while he's walking through this virgin, which is apparently the only customers they have are women. All women. All All women. All women were there, yep. Every single one of them doesn't just check him out, but seems to orgasm slightly upon his passage. Yeah. Just gently stroking their chests, mouths open. Mm Mm-hmm. And Lucy's just uh, helpless. Right. Which is when I then had the realization that Dracula is just a fucking roofie. He's a man yeah, roofie. Dracula a is walking, a roofie. Yeah, walking roofie man. He's just a walking roofie. Yeah. Like, it seems, it seems like, you know, women get respect. They don't just get flung around and murdered. You know, they get, they get the nice, respectful. But no, it's actually, it's worse than that. They no. get their consent removed from them and they're forced to say yes because they're roofied by freaking walking corpse magnetism at least the allure of the werewolf and cursed was sort of like yeah you're kind of sexy but i can resist it i mean i'm into it but it's not like i'm i must go to you now knowing that you you just ate my friends but i'm still going to go to you yep um yeah you were a corpse five seconds ago but Mm. yeah Mm. Yeah, having women's agency taken away so thoroughly like that is is that's uh, just upsetting to see. So he's an OP walking roofie. Yeah, that's a bummer. So, um, Amber, one of the things that I I do like about this movie is that okay, we've got everything happening in New Orleans. Christopher Plummer makes it there. Um, Johnny Lynn Miller has now followed uh, Christopher Plummer to New Orleans because he's very suspicious of whatever Christopher Plummer is doing. They have their little uh, uh, initial battle with the 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 new um, the new vampers, and um, yes, the techno savvy crew becomes vampers. Yes. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and so and so um, after that. Johnny Lee Miller and Christopher Plummer are driving away and, you know, <laughs> Christopher Plummer is just telling him like, okay, so everything you saw there was real. And then he breaks it down just real quick. Like it's, it's a rundown of vampires, like, you know, silver hurts them. You gotta uh, either hit them in the heart with a stake or silver, behead them and sunlight kills them. There you go. And it's just like this, like 
one sentence rundown that I wish was in every single fucking movie like this, where it's like, don't tell me it's too complicated. Don't tell me that, like, you have to hear the whole backstory. And while I'm starting to tell you the backstory, the actual monster is going to come and eat me um, or we're going to have to run away. No, give me the, like, three second, like, this is what hurts it. Like, and at least you have that much information. It, Van Helsing walks into where the corpses are laid out from the plane crash and immediately goes into, you know, eliminate the new vampire mode. And then mm-hmm. that's when Simon Johnny Lee Miller shows up. And he's like, dude, what the hell's going on? And <laughs> Abraham Van Helsing's like, don't have time to explain what the hell's going on right now. But here's what, th- what the deal is. <laughs> Whatever you see, remember your sanity. It's real. Shoot it in its heart. Cut off its head. They are the undead. He hands him a gun, shows him there's a knife in the stock, and walks away. Yeah. It's just, I gotta go get a vampire now. Like, you, there are lots of vampires in the room. You, you'll be fine. I gotta take care of this. God damn it. It's, it's yeah. so... Yeah, he's... he's uh, yeah, that's good. You would say that he was a, a, a studied hand at this, except that he also leaves... Uh, who was it? Was it um, Jerry Ryan? Marcus. No, at that point it was... Mar- both Marcus and then... Oh, Marcus and Selena, yeah. And Selena both um, are still in those body bags. Like, why Why didn't he just end them right then before they even were fully awake? I don't know. He's, He's been kinda... out of the game for a while. I mean, how long yeah. ago did he eliminate the vampire yeah. scourge? Probably, like, at least, like, decades. Decades ago. It's been, been resting on his antiquity dealer laurels. It's been a while since he's had to behead a whole bunch of vampires. Yeah. He also hasn't gotten his uh, leech fix for a little while, so. Mm. Yeah, he probably left with those leeches. One of my first favorite lines is in this scene as uh, Simon, Johnny Lee Miller, is uh, fending off Marcus, Omar Epps. Mm-hmm. Simon pulls out a cross and, and, and Marcus is like, sorry, sport, I'm an atheist. And then you just hear, shing, and a blade comes out of the bottom of the cross. And Simon says, God loves you anyway. And yep. stabs him in the eye. Yeah, it, it, it's quite good. It shouldn't be funny, but it is because Johnny Lee Miller is amazing. Absolutely. Big chunk of the rest of the movie is, hey, Dracula, meet the year 2000. Yes. Uh-huh. How does How does he deal with music videos and... Mardi Gras. He loves them. He loves music videos and Mardi Gras, Megan. He's really Mm -hmm. into it. All the people drinking and cheering and it's 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 a it's a bacchanal that like he can just feast and not be noticed and there's all kinds of, you know, like sexy vampire things going on, right? It's true. Chaos and temptation, Megan. Mm -hmm. Chaos and temptation. Yeah. We, we, you know, there's also some exposition time for Van Helsing to say, I don't know who he is and I can't kill him, but I think it, I think the way to kill him rests with who he is because he's the first vampire and he's older than Dracula. So he's got to be somebody. If I could just figure out who that somebody is. Also, he really hates God. He also really hates God. Yeah. Just hates, hates God so much. He's angry. Yeah. I'm so mad. We need an interlude where Dracula has ceiling sex. With with Mary's roommate, Lucy. Of course, yeah. Of course. Um, Mary thinks she's going crazy all of this time. Yeah, Mary is just just in, in, yeah, she's having visions. She can see what he's, what um, uh, the vampire's doing every once in a while, especially when he's attacking women. (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah. She's she's just kind of running from rooms and social encounters every time she has a vision. She's confiding in Nathan Fillion, her priest. And then uh, she comes home to have Lucy, who is now a vampire, fucking with her. Oh, so bad, yeah. Until she finds the grim tableau of Van Helsing, her father, murdered. This death tableau is fucking weird. It's strange. It's very strange. Yeah, it's... I think it's like it's meant to be some sort of surprise or set piece or like like they left the corpse for her to find but like I mean they did they led I mean, they her did. they lured her to the room with an sure. in-house phone call and, and and phone off the hook but it was weird like the presentation was it was so he's under the bed weird. well there's a cover there's essentially 
there's a blanket on the bed and it looks like there's a body under the blanket. Mm-hmm. But then when she pulls the blanket off, it's instead a bloody rod shoved yep. through the mattress and the mattress looks like it's bleeding. Yep. And then she looks under the bed and it's Christopher Plummer with the rod shoved through his neck. Yeah, yeah. But I still don't understand how the bed is bleeding. And also, right. why if they wanted her, like the whole thing was was a presentation. She was lured up there to, to see this thing. Why yeah. did they shove him under the bed? Why was he murdered by a rod to the neck? I, It's all questionable. It's all very intentional, but very confusing. It's strangely intentional. Yeah, it's not, not how I would try to terrify somebody, I suppose. And then she's in the house with Dracula's new three vampire brides, Jennifer Esposito, uh, Jerry Ryan, and Vitamin C, and also him. Then Johnny Lee Miller shows up to save her and inexplicably does because Dracula in this moment decides to turn into a wolf and chase her. Mm -hmm. The person he came here to get and really wants turns into a wolf for reasons to chase her and then Johnny Lee Miller shoots a silver bolt which we know can hurt him but can't kill him at the wolf so then he turns into bats and flees and then lets them run away just long enough for them to do some research. Yeah, yeah. Then shows up again, knocks the shit out of Johnny Lee Miller and, you know, slaps the gun out of his hand, the gun that he fled from earlier. <laughs> Although this does give give us the next funny moment where Johnny Lee Miller then holds up a Bible after the gun has been slapped <laughs> right. out of his yes. hand. Uh-huh. And Dracula's just like, propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's great. And then Johnny Lee Miller busts open the Bible and it flings pages at Dracula and he, they set themselves on fire. It's weird. But the propaganda yeah. line was hilarious. It was very good. Yeah. They, yeah. They, so the whole... Finding Van Helsing dead, turning into a wolf, vampire bride scene was... Yeah, it was, Amber. It was. It was. And then she escapes so the rest of the movie can happen. Exactly. Well, she has to because the movie has to happen, Amber. The re- we d- Oh, gosh. We, what, would we, what would we do if we didn't have the next part of the movie? Yeah. But the thing is, the research does nothing for them. They learn what- nothing. They learn nothing, and the only reason they learn anything is because Dracula himself goes ahead and tells Mary who he was. <laughs> they don't even figure it out. You get Dracula exposition. He tracks her down, and he's like, hey, I'm really excited about you because I didn't make you a vampire. You were, you were born, born not, one, yeah, or you were born uh-huh. with my blood. Something like that. So that, that makes yeah. you mine. And but also I'm I'm gonna turn you into a vampire. I'm still gonna do that, yeah. And when I do, I'm gonna show you something I've never shown anyone else. And that's gonna be me betraying Jesus and then hanging myself. Hey, I'm Judas Iscariot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Twist. Twist. <laughs> Which you legit said when it happened. (laughs) You're Judas Iscariot. Twist from Megan. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. So he hates God because because when he betrayed Jesus Mm -hmm. and then hung himself, the rope broke and he became a vampire, the first vampire. Right. And he couldn't be out in the sun anymore. And so, like, now he hates crosses and Bibles and silver. He hates silver specifically because he betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Right. All so, the things. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. Um, and he specifically knows God exists and he specifically knows knows that God has abandoned him. Yeah. He straight up. And now. He legit knows that there's a deity. Yep. And then he's like, and I, and I, so... You've abandoned me, but I feast on your children and I give them everything they've ever wanted and they're denied by you, which is like pleasure is pleasure I think what he says. Stuff. Yep. I, uh, sexy times, eating people, being a corpse. Yeah. And then they got we got rooftop battle cuz inexplicably uh Dracula has brought 
Mary to the roof, a rooftop in New Orleans so he can like look down on Mardi Gras happening yes. and comment on it. As well as a, um, there's a, there's a neon cross with a Jesus mm, picture a neon, on it. Neon crucifix. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's where, that's where they are. Mm-hmm. So he, he talks to the crucifix a whole bunch. Yes. Um, Stand in for Jesus and God. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so we see a vision with Mary where they're kind of, they seem to be having sex in like a tent in the desert near his hanging Judas body. It's right. a whole thing. And then when she comes comes to consciousness, he's having a whole conversation with the neon crucifix. Right. Yeah. About like, I've suffered, but I feed on your children, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. uh, then, okay. And Johnny Lee Miller has meanwhile been captured by the three brides. Right. He kills one of them. He kills Jerry Ryan. He does, yeah. Um, but uh, God damn it, Lucy and Selena have tied him up and brought him to be Mary's first kill, right? Yeah, and also to turn him into a vampire, right? Maybe and she pretends to bite him. Yeah, she bites her own lip, but then like, but then, but then does her own twist. Twist where because we don't see her pretend to bite him, we think she right. does it, and then she pulls out the blade from the gun that keeps getting slapped out of his hand mm-hmm. and goes back to Dracula, like, I want to kill him because even if he's a vampire, he'll probably still hunt us. And he's like, yeah. Cool, baby, you do you, yeah, exactly. And so she she walks over to him to, to take his head off, and instead, she in one pretty baller move, yeah, cuts off Lucy's head, you know, her roommate and friend, but she's a vampire now, and then stabs Dracula in the heart. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, of course, he reminds her at the time, like, you know I can't die, right? And then just yeah, kind of is... flings her around the rooftop a whole bunch. Right. This is just kind of a dick move. Cause it just, just, it just fucking hurts. Like... It's not going to kill me, but... It's, you, you you literally can't kill me. I am OP. I cannot be murdered. Your dad had 200 years to figure out how to murder me and failed. And so could not. I'm just going to throw you around this roof for a while while Johnny Lee Miller struggles with Jennifer Esposito and gets yeah. the gun slapped out of his hand a few more times. It's There's like a garden hut on this roof. So mm-hmm. there's like glass and... A rake, and there there are several moments in which you think, oh, that's the thing he's going to kill her with. Oh, that's the thing he's going to kill her with. Like it, when he attacks her with the rake, the rake gets like she she breaks it in half. You're like, oh, that's a stake. Oh, but then yep. that gets knocked out of his hands, and he gets thrown through a thing, and like, oh, those are pruning shears. And uh-huh. she winds up like on top of him, straddling him, and he gets the pruning shears around her neck. <laughs> this is and the last really ever. good line. It's so good. Of the yeah. movie. They, she freezes, and she's like, Simon, and he's like. Better make it good. <laughs> Better make it good. <laughs> and she starts to sort of proposition him because he asked her out earlier in the movie when she yeah. wasn't a vampire that he cut she her head did off. Not ma- she did not make it good. She did not make it. She did not make it good. Make it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any way to make it good. But it I like that he not. offered. He's like, okay, what you got? Yeah, what do you have? I mean, if you got something real good, S- sell me, baby. Mm-hmm. She d- she failed to sell him. Yeah. But then, so so then Mary fig- figures out, question mark, how to kill Dracula because all she needs to do is hang him because hanging him didn't work before, so now it's going to work. Because he hung himself as a man, Megan, and right. then became a vampire. This time, she hangs him as a vampire. Right. Well, she also earlier says something about, have you asked god for forgiveness right yeah because he's like you you know i can't die he won't take me and Mm -hmm. she's like have you asked he seems kind of but but you know megan while he's choking um he drops her to the ground many stories below but she's a vampire so it doesn't matter and then releases her that's the thing he can do he can just you know unvampire people he's apparently. got magic devamping powers and once again proving at the very end of the movie dracula be op yeah do whatever, whatever the shit he wants do whatever the shit he wants and then the sun comes up and he's immolated so we actually don't even get to see whether or not choking like hanging him would have actually done the trick finished it him off yeah because the, the sun just sort of 
Yeah. Although he must, the, the, the Christopher Plummer must have tried the sun before. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, I that's that's obvious. It's it's one of the three things that he immediately tells Donnie Lee Miller. Right. Heart, head, sun. Yeah. Exactly. Unless it's it's Draculia. Yes. And then it's like a big question mark. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And uh, now Lucy is the keeper of uh, Draculia's asses, ashes, yeah. and asses, yes. his his ass ashes, <laughs> ass ashes, yes, yes, and all the rest of the ashes. Just in just in case he manages to reconstitute himself, he's back in the same fucking coffin in the same yeah. fucking crypt in London because that worked, worked out for, so well. Worked for a hundred years before, so might as well. And she's wearing huh. leather now, so she's very yeah, confident. Yeah, so she's very cool. Samper, what would you rate this movie on the rocks, yell? Regrettable outstanding craze balls or K? Regrettable craze balls K? Yeah. Yeah. Craze balls uh, K regrettable? I wouldn't say, like, as as dumb as this movie yeah, is. Yeah, it's not regrettable. It's not really regrettable. It's funny. It's a, bunch, it's a bunch of K with a couple really silly outstanding moments. I No, outstanding? That's... Solid that's craze ball. Craze balls, that's what I mean. Yeah, there's no Quality craze ball. Quality craze balls, yeah. Yep, some good lines. Johnny Lee Miller is, is doing his thing. I mean, I you know we love Johnny Lee Miller, so. Yeah, oh, He can absolutely. do no wrong. We would have rushed, watched this anyway. And, you know, Gerard Butler is Draculia is, um. <laughs> he's not you say, like, Christopher Plummer. He's putting he out some shit. Ridiculous. He says it the way he you're is. supposed to say it. Draculia. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of how maddie says words now where she just like there's just an extra a pumpkin mm-hmm. it's a production yeah it's, there's extra syllables in there words are meant to be artistically interpreted of course they are yeah i am entertained by this movie excellent good megan amber do you have an abby or maddie story i do so Maddie painted a um, like one of those little tiny pumpkins at uh, at preschool, you know, and like you know she's she's two, so she put like a whole bunch of blue glitter stuff on it. And Abby, we we're, were having like an an artsy uh, morning, and Abby decided to draw Maddie's pumpkin, and so. Um, Abby was talking to Maddie the whole time. It was very, very sweet. Um, and Abby was just explaining to Maddie, you know, I'm drawing your pumpkin. And, you know, it, you, Abby was doing a great job of, of making a pumpkin. But then just every every so often, every 30 or sec- seconds or so, Maddie would leave, lean over and say, a pumpkin. Wait, three beats. A pumpkin. <laughs> It was very sweet. It's very cute and very like Maddie was super excited about this pumpkin and showed it by saying a pumpkin. Almost like Every. she was rediscovering it over again. For it the first looked like time. she was a goldfish. Yes. Oh my gosh, a pumpkin! <laughs> exactly. Oh hey guys, did you oh, see? It's a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin. It's wonderful. Yeah. Happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween. Amber, do you have a recommendation? Mm, yes. Yes, I do. In the spirit of this movie and the season in which we're recording this, not necessarily the season in which you're listening to it. That's the beauty of podcasts. Uh, nothing means anything. I'm going to recommend a movie that's near and dear to my heart. For some reason, it is a comfort to me. I don't know why. Like it's, I never slept well. As, as a child or an adult, it takes me forever to fall asleep and I would wake up from, from nightmares and just be truly terrified. And I had a massive movie collection specifically for this purpose. Like, I, I can't be alone with my thoughts. I can't deal with silence. So I'm either reading or watching something most of the time. And more importantly, I needed, I needed things that I could just put on when I woke up from these nightmares to just suck me out of that, that place. And for some reason, this movie was was the one that would do the trick when other ones would fail. Interesting. It is called My Best Friend is a Vampire. Oh, It is okay. from 1987. 
Uh-huh. And it stars Robert Sean Leonard. I don't know if you know Robert Sean Leonard. He's... Oh, do I know okay, Robert just, Sean Leonard? I'm just do checking. Do I know Robert I'm Sean just Leonard? Checking, okay? Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're of an age, so I feel like I can rely on you to know who yeah, that is yeah. 10 years yeah. from, like, most people, 20 somethings won't know. Yeah, that's true. Who that's my dear true. Robert Sean Leonard is. Yes. It is a movie in which a young high school man who works as a delivery person for a grocery store mm-hmm. has. A romantic interlude with one of his customers when he, he does a home delivery to this exotic, mysterious woman who invites him over for sex. She bites him and he starts to turn into a vampire. And also he's in high school. And also he has a romantic obsession with not the cheerleader who's interested in him, uh-huh. but the band geek who's not. Okay. And also he has a best friend who at first is scared, but then helps him out. And also... Really supportive parents. Also, he gets a vampire sponsor, played by Rene Aubergenois, who you would recognize. Ooh. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Deep from Space that terrible Nine, man. fucking... Oh, from Deep Space Mine, of course. I was thinking from the fucking terrible show with uh, William Shatner and James Spader. Also, yes, but yeah. also that, yes. Spadered? Yes. Mm-hmm. Past tense, Spader. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a sponsor to help him with the transition, and he gives him the guidebook vampirism a guide to an alternative lifestyle and to help him deal with the transition and then also there's a crazy vampire hunter that's out to kill him excellent that sounds that sounds delightful and being a teenager yeah and dealing with psychic powers it's real stupid and campy and sweet and for some reason just has this special place in my heart as just this ridiculous thing that would pull me out of my scary sad moments yeah. So Aww. I recommend My Best Friend is a Vampire. 90 Minutes of Bliss. Excellent. That's a, that's a good recommendation. Pure 80s bliss. Megan. Amber. Do you have a recommendation or perhaps something something a little different? Something like a recommendation but almost better <laughs> because it's got that certain something. What What is... I can't put my finger on it. A little bit of Amber got it right. Ooh, that's what I like to hear. What you got for uh, me? Well, I listened to, and I'm still finishing up, um, Mission to Zix, um, which is a podcast that is like a semi-improvisational podcast about uh, uh, these explorers um, in space. Sure. That all seems accurate. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, you know... Comedy folks doing improv about space travel and things. Yep. Little little Star Wars, little Star Trek, little Lord of the Rings sometimes. It's geek inspired. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. liked it. I didn't... It took me a while to actually kind of get into it. Yes. And I have to say what really sold me on it was AJ. Yeah. And so so the, the reason that this occurred to me is because uh, AJ is the one who goes, twist, <laughs> twist. And, and you know, he's just, he's very good. And like, the the whole thing, I think you're right, Amber, that it, it takes a little bit to get into, but it's, it's definitely a fun listen. And the thing that's kind of sweet about it is that they le- they leave in a, just just enough of the kind of half laughing lines that they do where they're trying to keep their their cool but they're like semi breaking, and um, they do some things just to annoy each other. And you, you like you can see it and that they're doing it to each other and that becomes kind of fun. Um, all the characters on it are terrible in terms of like there's no one you're like not terrible is probably a little a little too harsh but like. You know, there's no hero exactly. Everybody's a little has has major flaws, mm-hmm. um, but but that makes them a little bit more interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's on Maximum Fun. It's actually in its last season. It's finishing up, I think, early next year or something like that. And it really has that labor of love feel to it. Like they're mm-hmm. they're all friends. It's a large cast. They have great guests. That was one of the things that you get really excited yes. about because you recognized a lot of the they almost they, I think they always have another a new person on as a as a fresh character or as a returning character on every episode. 
right? You got your Paul F. Tompkins, you got your Brennan Lee Mulligans, you got your uh, um, Aparna Charlas. Yeah, it's a very good stuff. And so they, every time they got, you know, more popular and kind of more donations or more money, or when they joined the Max Fund Network, they poured it into production value. So like, the sound level increases with every season. They 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 get increasingly large numbers of orchestral pieces to do yep, their exactly. scores. Um, yep. So yeah, they they it's clearly a labor of love, and you you can also kind of hear that in him. Yeah, and also AJ is fantastic. Just <laughs> twi- fantastic. twist twist. It's his <laughs> his comedic. The person who does AJ's comedic timing is delightful. He does a character that everybody hates, but oh, I yeah. fucking Bino, man. Yep. He made me and, laugh. Yes. And I hated Bino. I hated Bino at first. And then I loved Bino. It right? just, it's, it just, it gets you. Like, it gets you. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yes. Amber got it right. Mm, sorry. Good job, it's Amber. A curse. It's a ding dang curse. Yeah. Well, on this wonderful, fulfilling note, Megan, I yeah. would like to wish you. A good weekend this year and Thank a good you. night. Excellent. And I'll just close it up, but mm. button it up just like I always do by saying to I'm you, my friend, let there be rock. No. Not have to let there be anything. You can't freaking you, my friend, are not mm-hmm. Dracula. You can't roofie me in to just accepting a horrible fate. So no, I will not let there be rock. Frankly, I'm, I'm fucking offended that you suggested I should let there be rock. <laughs> she nods sagely at me. Can't Dracula this. <laughs> Dracula. I will not get out of this news van. I'm going to stay right here. <laughs> I'll bust open the door, Amber. You know I will. Does it matter? Because you bust open the door and you just fucking stand there holding out your hand. I'm like, no, I just watched you kill my friend. Fuck you. Come with me. Absolutely not. <laughs> You just said, let there be rock to me. You can go straight to hell. <laughs> I am with Mary. I will stab you in the head after beheading my friend and roommate. Mm. Who helped murder my father, I think, earlier. Yeah, probably. Had to. This movie, Megan. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye, Embers. <laughs> <laughs>